0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jettikin. And it's the mini episode.
1: Yeah. I am losing my voice, so we'll De- see how it goes. Desi <laughs> has
0: a smoky, sexy baby voice. She's very sick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any fucking, I don't want any fucking emails. Yeah. About Desi's sick voice. <laughs> this is, we're, we're both on our last nerves this week.
1: Yeah. But we have stories to talk about. We do. So we're still here. We're still here. We
0: got, we got a lot of stories this week. It's been a, I would say, a pretty, there's been some pretty awful stories this week. Yeah. And some pretty um, exciting updates as well. Okay. Well, let's let's start with our first top story that was like, I think, I would say one of the biggest true crime stories of the week. And... That is that. Doctor Amy Harwick was murdered by her ex boyfriend. Yeah, this is a very sad story. This is someone who Desi and I have like a lot of mutual friends with. She's a Los Angeles sex therapist. She she was an author. She was a Playboy model at one point. She had like a a pretty successful career. Um, at first, you know, like she was listed in like the first initial headlines as Drew Carey's. Ex-fiance, but yeah. she obviously had her at a career in her own right, um, and so this this is out of deadline on Saturday, February fifteenth at 1.16 a.m. Police arrived at Amy's Holly, Hollywood Hills home after her roommate had called to report a domestic disturbance. Thirty-eight-year-old Amy was found unconscious and lying on the ground beneath a third-story balcony. Her injuries were consistent with a fall. She was rushed to the hospital, but she died there, and the medical examiner said that her cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and torso, and the ME also found evidence of manual strangulation. Now, later that afternoon, her ex-boyfriend, Gareth Pursehouse, was arrested on suspicion of her murder. Amy had taken out a restraining order on him, but it had recently expired. And her friends said that she had been afraid of him. Like, this was an ongoing thing. I read a little more into this. They had dated, I think, in 2011, 2012. They did not have a, a good relationship. He was pretty violent towards her, and he also had a history of stalking her. Ugh. So it's just uh, an awful end to this story. Uh, he was charged with murder and burglary on Wednesday. So yeah, so I guess we'll keep you updated on, on the trial and, and how that goes. And the restraining
1: order, like, I mean, the restraining order had just expired, but they don't really even do anything. No.
0: Like, I, I the system, It wasn't like he
1: was waiting for it to expire. Right.
0: Because he's been stalking her on and off for years.
1: I only saw like one picture of him. Like I was trying to look. I didn't see any pictures of yeah. him. But, I mean, it doesn't matter what he looks like, but...
0: But it's really sad. The whole yeah. story's awful. I mean, Desi and I both have friends on who've been mourning Yeah, Amy, so rest in peace. I, I mean... Just awful. It's just a sad story. But yeah, we wanted to mention her. Another sad story is that Pop Smoke, who was a 20-year-old rapper from New York, his real name is Bashar Jackson, he was shot in a home invasion in the Hollywood Hills this week. Oh, shit. At the Airbnb he was renting. And the home is owned by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star, Teddy Mellencamp.
1: Yeah. Do you
0: know that star?
1: I do. I mean, I watch Beverly Hills Housewives. That's I haven't seen
0: it in years. So is she like She's newer? She's
1: yeah. Is I that
0: John Cougar Mellencamp's yeah. daughter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, really sad story. They're still Police are still investigating it. This just happened like a couple days ago. Um, there's been like, Fans have been speculating whether or not this home invasion had anything to do with the fact that uh, Jackson had a had like posted a, a swag bag or a gift bag that he had on oh. Instagram that showed the address where he was staying, hmm. and someone like enlarged it right, and right, right. went to the address. Police are still investigating that. So, but yeah, very sad. Now let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Okay, a little more levity. And obviously, I got sent this story because they know us, and that is that Robert Durst, the trial, is beginning. Oh. Jury selection in Los Angeles began in the Robert Durst trial for the murder of his friend Susan Berman.
1: Oh, finally. Now,
0: if you haven't seen The Jinx on HBO, stop what you're doing. It's good. Go watch, go binge the whole thing. One of my favorite true crime docu series,
1: I would say. Yeah, it's really good. It's I a,
0: mean, it's one of the it's one of the really great. He's ones. He's such
1: a weirdo. It's just fascinating. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It is fascinating. So he is accused of murdering Susan Berman in like a hitman style or execution right. style in her Beverly Hills home in the year two thousand. So he's finally going to trial. For this, um, and the judge, the, okay, the judge, this guy, Judge Wyndham, he's like, kind of sounds like an eccentric guy. Like I was reading the this KTLA article about the the story, and this is a quote from Judge Wyndham. He's he was telling he told the jurors during the jury selection. He said. Quote, this is a fascinating case. If you're going to have one trial where you're going to be a juror, this is the trial. You're never going to have an experience like this. That's weird. He was like selling it to the jurors. Like all these quotes from him I was reading, he was like, you guys are going to want to be on this trial.
1: That's wild. Yeah. Like obviously everyone wants to be on the jury. (laughs) Like did he really have to sell it? Like, Well, I think some people, well, there were quotes. Do they not know what it is? Or they could probably guess.
0: I don't know. But some jurors were hesitant because it's going to be like five months of their lives. Right.
1: That's true.
0: So, but he was like, trust me, this is history. Like, you're going to want to be on this trial. So maybe
1: he's trying to sell it because it's going to be so long. I feel like it's going to be hard to do. That seems illegal, though. Or... Illegal-ish. It's weird.
0: He he had some weird quotes, and I, I like I I need to see this. I need to see a picture of this guy. Like I don't know. I need to like see him in action. Like I hope there's video of it the trial. It seems like
1: very Lance Ito like kind of where the judge is part of the show? Like he realizes he's going to be sort of well-known or something?
0: I mean, it is Los Angeles. Yeah. Like he says he... Okay, so here's a quote from the KTLA article about this, talking about one of the jurors who is a singer-songwriter. She said it was highly inconvenient to serve five months and that would prevent her from writing songs. This is what Judge Wyndham told her. You could write an album based on the case. What?
1: Yeah. Hey guys, check out my SoundCloud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then he said, uh, "Not your genre, but a true crime musical." Like what she could the write F- a true crime musical. Like I don't know, he sounds high on coke. Is this that slander is, this to say is insane.
1: that? <laughs> it's not slander. It's wild speculation. <laughs> it's wild
0: speculation. He says, you're going to hear so much. You're hearing it here live from the actual witnesses testifying. You'll hear the best version. You'll hear it right here.
1: Isn't that? I'm sorry. I feel like you're not supposed to be encouraging jurors to be making money off of things like this. No? I don't know. Who knows? The world is just too fucked up now. Nothing matters. (laughs) Everyone's just going hog fucking wild. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this trial. I we should see if we could go to the trial one day. That's a great idea. I have no idea how it works, but we (laughs) should see if we can get on the lottery or whatever. Can
0: someone who graduated high school let us know if we can go to the trial? Yeah,
1: we want to get tickets. I think.
0: I think when people get mad at us, they have to like remember that both of us are high school dropouts. Yeah. They need to give us a little more slack. Definitely. Like it's kind of a miracle that I read a book every week for work. (laughs) Like
1: that's like a big deal. I actually, for the show this week, I had to go online and find it because the paperback is so out of print that it's like $85 to get it. Yeah. So I found it at the Central Public Library branch. Ooh, Desi. And I got it sent to me to my branch. <laughs> like I just like it, it's hard <laughs> to find these books, guys. I had to figure out the library system. What's <laughs> some fucking credit? I'm honestly proud of you. I'm so mad though because uh, well, I guess I'll talk about it this on the the next episode. It's going to be a good episode though. I'm excited. She's like she's also a high school dropout. So she's very we in line with Desi and Rachel. We stand. <laughs> I bet that they have a limited number of tic- like tickets. place tickets or whatever for people not involved or family members or press. And then there's probably some We're kind press. of lottery. Ooh, how do we get press credentials? Can someone get Can someone us the also? Also, get us press credentials. <laughs> Could someone just do everything for us? What are you waiting for? Can
0: you imagine if we were part of the press that covered the trial? And we
1: came in with like a notepad? Yeah. And like fake uh, glasses. And he- we put on like old fashioned um, suits. Yeah. I'd want to dress like a 40s reporter, yeah. like Aggie Underwood. And like a hat that says press. press. Yeah. With the little <laughs> ticket in it that says press. We know how to do it. We're very professional. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get on this trial. I have a feeling we're going to do it somehow.
0: I'm going to buy a tweed skirt just to do it. Okay. Just to get on the case. Yeah. Okay, cool. Love it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, the other big story this week was that Lori Vallow, oh, yeah. the mom in the weird sex cult, was finally <laughs> arrested. Is
1: it a sex cult? I don't know if it's a sex cult. I think it's a doomsday cult.
0: Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm
1: guessing you're fucking a lot. If you think the world's ending. I feel like a lot of them are sex cults. Every cult is sex. Right. Whenever I'm watching a cult story, I'm like, where's the sex part? Because <laughs> they always start off with all the other stuff. And it's right. like, just get to the sex part. Right. That's what we, we care coming. about. Yeah.
0: Right. So Lori Vallow, the doomsday cult mom who went on the lamb in Hawaii, she was arrested on Kauai, Hawaii on suspicion that she had something to do with her children's disappearance. Mm. This is a this is a story from ABC News. Obviously, it was everywhere yesterday, and yeah. we got sent this a lot. Um, her kids, again, that are missing, 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. Tyler or Tyler? I think, I think it, it's... I, Tylee. I, Why I, does it say Tylee in here? I think it might be Tylee. Okay, 17-year-old Tylee Ryan and 7-year-old Joshua J.J. Vallow. They've been missing since September. And she's being held on $5 million bail. Ooh, wow. So we're gonna
1: continue to cover this story. And she's still not saying anything. No. Okay. I mean, it's just a crazy story. Right. And where what about the husband? Also, what finally led to her being arrested? Like, yeah, because people knew she was in Hawaii. They they knew that, and the children had been missing so long. I'm just curious if something happened now that they were able to finally arrest her. Did they find evidence? Sometimes they don't tell us, though. Right.
0: Tell us. (laughs) We need to know. Seriously. Okay. And our final story, this is something I find particularly fucking upsetting, is that McDonald's is releasing a limited edition line of scented candles.
1: Ugh. I saw these, they're revolting.
0: I hate gimmicky shit like this so much, where it's like, who is this
1: for? This isn't a good product. No one's lighting these candles unless they're gonna smell them and that's it. It's disgusting. Who wants to have a ketchup candle? I'm gonna barf just thinking. That's not
0: even the grossest one to me. To me, the grossest one is the 100% fresh beef candle get that out of my fucking house,
1: at least that might smell like you're cooking a hamburger, yeah, but I don't want my. but you know, after
0: you cook in your house and you're like, Oh, it smells like beef in here, unless
1: it's like certain ones I do like. I just don't like roast chicken or something,
0: yeah. but I'd rather just make a roast chicken, yes, I don't want a synthetic chicken scent
1: in my house. all of those candles are' disgusting. And I'm not quite sure are you supposed to light them all at once? That's what to they make say, a burger they
0: say for maximum effect light all the candles at once. So uh, let me tell you guys the sense. Okay. Cheese. So th- that American cheese. I can't even
1: imagine what that smells like necessarily.
0: Onion. Why? Which to me is the worst one because it's not like caramelized onions. It's just those diced onions. I don't want my house to smell like fucking
1: onions. Unless it's you sauteing them. Yeah. And it smells good. But you know,
0: after you like... Okay, when I make latkes... And I've been like grating onions all fucking day. That smells disgusting. Like it smells like my
1: house smells like onions for weeks. Also the grease doesn't smell good. Like when you're frying things.
0: Yeah. But I just mean like onion smell just like raw. You know when you've been chopping onions and everything smells like onions for a while. It's so annoying. Like it's such. Why would you want that scent? I don't want that in my house. Uh, The only one I, this is the one that's the least offensive to me. It's the sesame seed bun.
1: That might be good.
0: I think having a candle that smells like baking bread is actually the only acceptable one out of all yeah. these.
1: But no, who no, that knows what their
0: smells like.
1: Yeah. So it probably doesn't smell good. No. Um, right. I'm trying to think what food candle. I mean, obviously there's a lot of food candles that but are like all sweet. sweet type stuff. A, a savory one that might be good. French fries? Like, why not do a French fry candle?
0: <laughs> I know they don't have French fry candles here. Like,
1: that sounds like might be fine. Right. The problem is none of these scents are remotely appealing.
0: I just don't. I don't know. There's something about like having like a savory smell lingering in my house that's gross to me.
1: I like non-sweet candles. Like you know, I like like, like one of my favorite is like that burnt amber or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's like my favorite candle, but it smells like smoky wood. I like those too, but like so you're right. The bun is the only acceptable one, right? I I, I honestly would love to smell them. I would too. Someone should send us these candles, right? I'm gonna
0: <laughs> donate them to Goodwill immediately after, but I would like to smell them.
1: Yeah, I would love to do like a smell and see what what they're like. Right? It's not even like they're like inspired by. So maybe it's something good. You know what I mean? Like you could have made a hamburger set, and it was like ketchup was really whatever, some other thing. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like fresh garden it was like in tomato. Spa- yeah. So, but they didn't even do that. It's stupid. Okay, here's the other ones:
0: ketchup, gross. Pickles, no. And my the one that scares me the most: one hundred percent fresh beef.
1: I love the title, but no, I don't want to smell that. <laughs> like, I love the idea of having a candle that says one hundred percent fresh beef. <laughs>
0: Like, I'm sorry, but after you go to McDonald's and it's like the bag is sitting in your car. Oh, yeah. It that's smells the disgusting. Smell.
1: That's the worst smell. Why would you
0: want your house to smell like that? Because that's what I picture it smelling like is like when you put it in yes. your car and it smells stale and gross and like. The other ugh. insane
1: thing is that you would light all of these candles at once. Yeah. But then at the same time, lighting one at a time seems insane cuz like why would you just want onion or pickle smell? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> like it's like you have to light like them all at once or otherwise it doesn't even make sense, but that's insane too. E- every way is stupid. Uh I did see this is kind of on the same note. I just saw this this morning. Burger King has this ad. I saw that. Did you see that? What are they thinking? It's tell this, tell it. them explain the ad. I I can't remember exactly how it phrased, but it's like, this is what it's like when you don't have any preservatives in your burger after 28 days. So it's like a Whopper that's literally green and molding. I just, I just, It's, <laughs> it's like, like, I get their point, but you never want to see a gross molded burger. No,
0: just tell me that it has no preservatives in it. That's all you have to right. do. Just tell me.
1: Or maybe say, here's what a McDonald's hamburger looks like after 28 days because it has preservatives and show that it looks really fresh. That would be disturbing. Yeah. And not disgusting. Right. No one wants to see your rotting burger. No. I'm not going to eat a Whopper. I never was, but that, now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make me want to eat there. It's a weird ad. It yeah. just seems like such a such a fail. It really like does. Like no one in the advertising department thought it was a bad idea. Right. Weird. Very weird. It's very
0: weird. I, I, <laughs> I'm i so upset by these candles. They're not for anybody.
1: They're really upsetting. If they're
0: for you, let us know because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. And which one would you choose? Personally, again, sesame seed bun, least offensive to me.
1: And if you got them, I would love to hear if they're disgusting or you're right. disappointed. Right. No one's buying these candles. No one's
0: buying <laughs> these. these are, this is just a gimmick, gimmicky marketing thing. The other gimmicky marketing thing that happened this week, I didn't put it in my notes, but it was that Bone Thugs and Harmony changing its name to Boneless Thugs and Harmony in in uh <laughs> in, because they're par- partnering with Buffalo Wild Wings. I saw that. Um it's obviously a joke. It's just like a marketing thing they're doing, and I'm happy for them to get money any way they can.
1: I saw someone on one of the tweets about it wrote something like Welcome to the Sauce Roads. And I've literally thought about it like since I saw it. I know. It was I really funny. I keep saying
0: Sauce Roads. And then they the person who commented underneath that comment where you won't be hungry.
1: Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. I kind of like when those natural moments happen right. on Twitter. Me too. And then I kept listening to Crossroads. I think I tweeted about this, but I was in the hot yoga dressing room yesterday and I accidentally had Spotify open and I had listened to Crossroads and I was in it and I started like blasting Crossroads, oh, wherever. Oh my God! It was like midway through the song because I had stopped playing it. I guess when I got out of my car or whatever, and it was like really loud, and I was just like, "Oh, whatever." <laughs> it's like beyond. It wasn't even the song. Everyone gets very uptight when when um, technology things happen. Oh in yoga. God! Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we all have phones. What are we? What are we pretending here? <laughs> <laughs> Shit's gonna happen. Like, yeah. But everyone's like, "Oh." Was it in the middle of the session? No, it was in like the. Changing room or whatever, oh, but there's right. like a million signs about like no phones. Yeah, and I just like took it out to like whatever, open it, and uh, not thinking it would go off. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So I blame that fucking tweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all the news stories that I have this week. There's no cat content. There's no. There was no good cat content. A lot of sad stories. No good cat content.
1: Right. Oh well.
0: Now, I do have a very exciting podcast recommendation, and that is a podcast that I am on this week. That is the Now We Know podcast, which is a podcast by my friends Chris and Kevin. You should go subscribe to their show. It's a nostalgia podcast. They revisit movies and TV shows that they watched as kids, through the through the jaded lens of adult eyes, and they recap them. So they visited LA because they're both from the Bay Area, and they came over to my house and we recorded an episode all about one of my childhood favorites, Return to Oz. Did you like that movie when you were a kid? Uh,
1: yeah, of course. It's great. It's fucked up. It is a horror I love movie. It.
0: Yeah, it's one definitely in the category of kids' movies from my childhood that uh, would be they would never make today because it's pretty disturbing. Yeah, but you should listen to that episode because I talk all about that movie and we dissect it and it was really fun. Romy made an appearance because we recorded here, and yeah, subscribe to their show. Okay, do you have any?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I already am. I haven't listened to it in a while. Do you have any podcast recommendations? Podcast recommendations? No, I've just kind of been struggling this week with my illness, <laughs> we so haven't I haven't been listening yeah. to a ton. I've been catching up on things. Yeah, I don't have much recommendations this week.
0: Yeah, I have no, I have no, uh, I have no media recommendations except I've just been watching all my same shit. Excited for the new season of Before the Ninety Days to start on Sunday. Okay, and
1: um, what else? I did watch this documentary um, about Roger Stone, who got <laughs> who got oh, sentenced did? this week. It's kind of interesting. It's like a political documentary, Ugh. but he's a he's a fucking he's whatever a, you think of him. He is a weird guy. He's a weirdo. He is a fucking weirdo. Yeah, like so. If you like eccentric, crazy possibly evil people. He's evil, Desi. <laughs> like uh yeah, he's uh so you might enjoy seeing where he came from. I don't know. I think I started
0: watching that. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I started yeah. watching that when it came out and I turned it off after 10 minutes because I was like, I can't. It's just too bad. It's he's so aw it's so so awful. Everything about it is just everything I hate.
1: It's definitely not for everyone. And I also started it when it first came out and was like I can't watch this. So maybe you have to be in the right mood for it. Right. Um, But I am kind of interested in how these people get into power. And someone had told me some things I didn't know uh, that made me go back and visit it. Like, I didn't realize he was in this crazy, awful, evil lobbying firm in the 80s with Paul Manafort and this guy named Henry Black, who was Shirley Temple's son. Sorry. So there was like some elements I hadn't known that I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch, like I would skip through like the Trump stuff yeah. and kind of watch the early day stuff, yeah. the rise. It was a little more interesting to see where this guy came from. Right, so right. So you see his childhood, he did some like thing in school, um, like his early days of like whatever you want to call it, election, like fraud, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I'm sure people see it differently. So it's kind of interesting, and then he literally does have a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. What a fucking creep! Like, just like even if you love Richard Nixon, I find that to be <laughs> awful. Who loves like,
0: Richard Nixon? I,
1: Roger Stone, like he loves Richard Nixon. What a that's an insane fucking thing to me. freak. yeah. To get a tattoo of any politician is, is insane to yeah, me. Yeah, like I'm I don't sorry. care how great they are. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So it's really weird. If you like politics and you can stand someone who's that annoying, <laughs> then you might be interested in that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Brandon was on TV this week. He's on an episode
0: of FBI, which is a Dick Wolf production. If anyone's interested in I watching that. I can't believe that.
1: that already came out. They turned those out fast. Dude, he just filmed he it. He just filmed it. That's, How is that
0: possible? That's where he was in New York. And he the day he got back,
1: I saw that you were. I was like, did she watch? Did they get like an early screener? No. That's insane to it me. It came
0: out like they turned those out fast. Really crazy. They're on it.
1: They're on it. They just must
0: edit so fucking fast. Right. So if you want to watch that, it's on CBS. It's called FBI and it's a Dick Wolf show, which I was really excited about. It's, it's a big deal for me.
1: Dick Wolf. What an icon. He needs to make a show about our show.
0: <laughs> I agree. And also, if for those of you who don't know, my drag king name is Dick Wolf. That's how much I love him. Just uh, the
1: best. Just
0: one of my favorite TV guys.
1: There's no way everyone who doesn't listen to our show.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: Love Dick. I know everyone
0: everyone who listens to the show is an SVU stan. I just know Or just
1: Law & Order in general.
0: All of them. That's what I started watching again last night on Amazon. I mean, I had to rent it for like $2, which sucked, like one episode. But I watched a really old episode of original Law & Order.
1: There's nowhere to stream that free?
0: Not legally. Oh. I looked everywhere and it's like, it's on Amazon. I might just, honestly, I might just splurge and like buy it. The whole season. Yeah.
1: Because I watched one episode and I'm like, this show was so good. Right. Like, oh, I did watch, I did watch two movies. I watched the master. Did you ever watch the master? About. It's kind loosely of loosely L yeah, Hubbard ish. Yeah. It's good. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's on Netflix. So uh, you can watch it there. It's, it's, sort of loosely based on L. Ron Hubbard. It has Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams. Uh, and it was pretty good. There's an excellent jerk-off scene. Oh, I love a good jerk-off scene <laughs> It's in a, a movie. very good jerk-off scene. That's good to know. Yeah, into a sink. Oh, into <laughs> a sink? <laughs> yeah. Which sink, the bathroom or the kitchen? Uh, it's a bathroom. It's like a, um, what do they call it? A wraparound? What? Where you go from behind and you put your hand in front of the guy? Oh, reach around, reach around. Thank you. It's a reach around scene. Oh, a reach so around jerk someone
0: off. Someone else is jerking them yeah. off. Oh, I thought he was just jerking. She's up.
1: jerking him off into the same. In a manipulation scene, it's part manipulation too. Oh, so that's why you liked it. Yeah, I love manipulating with handjobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Desi it's literally signature my specialty. Move. <laughs> uh, it's good because it's sort of the woman. Uh, behind the man, <laughs> literally. Like, she's sort of in charge of him. Oh, I get the symbolism. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then it's just really good, and there's like a final scene between him and Joaquin that's just great. I don't know. The look of it is is fucking beautiful. Like, I don't typically notice things like that, but I think it was filmed in a, a particular... Um, whatever, you know how it's like the... I'm, I can't, I don't uh, know, oh. 30 millimeter or whatever. Whatever he used, it makes it have almost like a 3D quality. It's really interesting. Oh, and, uh, So yeah, and it just looks great. And it looks like it's very period. It's just well, really well is done. Is it thrilling? Is it thrilling? Is it thrilling? What, are you, what do you is mean? Is it a drama? Like, oh, what is it? Oh, Sorry. Is it thrilling? Is it, thrill- Is it a thrill? Is it thrilling? I was like, I'm never thrilled, Rachel, but I guess it was up there. I'm never quite thrilled. No, I would say it's just a drama. Okay. It's just, there's no, there's no like big thing happening. It's just this weird culty thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I guess it's about relationships, Rachel. Oh, okay. I like it's that. It's good. It's really good. It's not even that long of a movie. Sometimes you think Paul Thomas Anderson movies are like eight hours each yeah so this is like a shorter one, and it's Philip Seymour Hoffman he's like amazing, really good.
0: The movie I watched this week that I liked was called Back Country It's a horror movie it's on Netflix right now it's from Canada, and it's one of those uh it's a survival horror movie, so it's one of those like camping in the woods gone wrong Ugh. it's pretty fucking horrifying and it's really well done like I mean it's like there's just it, it's it's good. It's like about this couple and sh- shit just goes very 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 fucked up. And there is one of the most brutal kill scenes I have ever seen in my life in a horror Holy movie shit. in in a movie. Wow. Like I was like fucking shocked. So it sent me down this rabbit hole one night, um, like looking up bear attacks.
1: Okay, wait, is this? This movie is a horror thing? It's a horror movie. Okay. So They're camping?
0: They're camping. Okay. Yeah, in the woods at like a national park. They're like backpacking.
1: I don't like camping horror movies. Desi. But I hate camping. I'm not going camping. Desi, you gotta watch this movie. It's fucked up. What's it called? Backcountry? It's called Backcountry. And it's <laughs> it on awful. Desi, it's so fucked up. Is it old? It's from 2014. Oh, see, there's so many horror movies that I've never even heard of. Yeah, there's, do they get released? Like, yes, where do these Desi movies come from? Horror movies—they're like
0: out like for a week. Well, or they're indie movies. Like this is an indie movie. Okay, they're just not big studio movies, so you don't hear hear about them unless you're like a horror. Nerd, oh my maybe. god!
1: I just remembered. Okay, are you finished? Sorry, I I have the most insane. I'm story. I'm not finished. Okay, go. God, <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole on Reddit. Because
0: I wanted to know more about bear attacks and Do bears. Do they get attacked
1: by a bear in this movie? The movie
0: is about them, like, wander, like, basically, like, the, I'm not giving anything away, but, like, the premise of the movie is, like, they end up in, like, a bear zone.
1: Okay? <laughs> I don't even know bear zones exist. Okay, well, there's
0: fucking bears, okay? Be- bear, a bear becomes a threat in the movie. Okay, so it's that's not like a, a serial major killer point. movie. No, it is a real like survival, survival, Ugh. true to life, and that's what makes it so horrifying. So I, of course, it's like I finished the movie super late because like my sleep schedule is like trash right now. So I'm up at like three in the morning, and I'm on every single Reddit board to read about bear attacks and bears because I have like a fear of bears, even though I love camping. But like I am, I have a healthy fear of bears. Well,
1: because in California, there's a lot of bears. I grew up here. You can't even have food
0: uh, yeah exactly so it's something i've had a healthy fear of like going camping and shit anyway i stumbled upon the wildest story on reddit this week and it was an ama from this woman elena hansen who was mauled by a bear Ugh. at her ranch in kern county california and she survived because she did an ama obviously oh, wait, where's,
1: oh i know where i've been to kern county
0: yeah Anyway, her story, she has a book called Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. Okay. About the, which honestly, I love that
1: title. I can't even, imagine. I'm like, I'm going to faint thinking about being attacked by a bear. The,
0: <laughs> the bear had its face in its mouth.
1: Her face. Her face. I, have you ever listened to the Timothy Treadwell tapes?
0: <laughs> I refuse. Is that Grizzly Man? Yes. No, I refuse. I have. I, no.
1: I have. Is it awful? Of course, but I had to listen to it. I know you did. I mean, it's not like you can hear anything. I don't want to hear someone screaming. Yeah, it's the screaming. It's
0: his screaming.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's just audio. It's just audio. There's no video. Right.
0: And it's, it's very. Do you want to sc- explain to that for people who don't know what that is?
1: Chris Man is a, a Werner Herzog
0: yeah. documentary yeah.
1: about this guy named Timothy Treadwell. I think that's his name, uh, who was like obsessed with bears. He and like, was like a little... He's a little off. He was a little off. So he was like basically living with the bears. He
0: thought that he was friends with bears <laughs> and that they would never attack him. Yeah.
1: It's a very misguided perception he had. Yeah. Long story short, he gets killed by a bear. <laughs> it's one of those cases where it's awful, but you're kind of like, yeah, that was your inevitable end. Right. The way you're living with bears. Now he was with girlfriend or friend at the time it it happened. She survived. And I think that's why the audio exists Yes, because of her. So you can find the audio. I mean, yes, there's like him screaming, but it's not like when you're hearing it, you know what happened. And the screams aren't as severe as you would think they would be. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's a weird story. And the documentary is really, really good. It's like, i definitely up there for a documentary for me. I love it.
0: I've always been afraid to watch the documentary because I'm afraid of hearing that audio.
1: Is the audio in the documentary? I thought it was. I don't know that it, all of it is. Oh. I think that you have to go online. I like when she opens the door. <laughs> I think you have to go online to hear all of it. Okay. I think the documentary has very limited use of the audio, but I could be wrong. It could, I, I don't remember. Um, it's a good story, though. I mean, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh I like that. That's gross. Yeah. Bears are t- bears are scary. It's like all of our fantasy to hug wild animals. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like well, because I saw some bear thing today. There was a bear thing in Monrovia. Yes, I saw that today. And it's like you see their big chunky bodies. They're like, cute. Like that bear was huge. Right, the one in cute. Monrovia. Monrovia, sorry. You just want to hug it. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I get the impulse because we're told that bears are cute. <laughs> I mean, we grew up with Winnie the Pooh and like the teddy bear picnic. And they're so big, you know, it must feel
0: good to yeah, get a nice hug a, from a bear. It's like a big stuffed animal. We have the term bear hug. Exactly.
1: Who doesn't want to hug a bear? Uh, so it, it's frightening. Uh, there was something too, where I saw this woman who was like feeding raccoons. I think it was like a little bit of a viral TikTok and like, She's like, look at all these raccoons. They come every night. And it was literally like 50 raccoons on her front porch. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden they all started like running. (laughs) It's like, it's like a very quick turn from a wild animal being cute and loving. To attacking you. Yeah. And we've had it even with, you can have it with your own pets. Right. They'll fucking bite you out of nowhere or something because they're sick or whatever. Well, it's just like, I love
0: cats more than anything in the world, but uh, mountain lions are terrifying.
1: Right, but if you see like a baby lynx, yeah, I want to hug. You're gonna hug you're it. gonna think it's okay, or a little baby tiger, and then the fucking mom comes. Yeah, then what do you do? You're <laughs> fucked. Look, look, I think about this all the time because I do. I did touch a baby lion once in Aww. Vegas. It was at the MGM. Of course. (laughs) And let me tell you, it was like the worst $20 I ever spent. Why? Because you go in, and I thought I was going to get to play and hug the baby lion, but it's literally like I got to put my hand on it, and then I had to pull it away really quickly. Because it was going to eat you? Yeah, because obviously they're not going to risk lawsuits. Right. So I paid $20 literally to put my hand on the lion. Oh, Was it cute? And everyone made fun of me. They're like, you just wasted $20. I was like, well, I still got to touch a lion. Yeah. (laughs) That's have pretty you, cool. Have it you, sounds cool when you say it that way. Yeah. Have you touched a lion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I touched a cute lion cub. Okay. <laughs> My stepmom had
0: half of her pinky bitten off by a lion. Really? In the 70s. Yeah. In Marin County.
1: Was it at like a county? Family? No.
0: Her friend had a pet lion. Oh I'm not even fucking joking In the 70s,
1: you. you're allowed to have wild animals. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know was. what
0: was going Especially in Marin County.
1: Yeah. Everyone just had wild animals. They I didn't have laws against things like that, I think. Yeah. Like, you could go to the pet store in the 80s and get a raccoon. I did. Wait, no, you did not. Yes, I did. You Not had by a myself, but my mom. Yes. Your mom had a raccoon? She went to the pet store and bought a fucking raccoon. Desi, wait, why have we never talked about this? In Florida? <laughs> no, or in New California. York? When I lived in California as a kid. No, she went to the pet store and got a baby raccoon. We named it Roxy, obviously. Obviously. You name it Rocky or Roxy. There's two names you can give a raccoon. That's it. We all know this. Um, We had the raccoon, very small when we got it, like a little baby raccoon. And then it would just like walk around our house like a cat. Uh, And then it went into heat because my mom, of course, did not neuter it and escaped. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a trashy story. That is the
0: trashiest Fucking story. Yeah, I went to a heat heat and
1: like escaped the house to get fucked, I guess. (laughs) And then
0: your mom did
1: too. Yeah, my mom was also in heat, but we didn't fix her. (laughs) (laughs) Things didn't get fixed in our house. You just fucking went in heat and that's it. Did you cuddle with the raccoon? Yes, and there's a very famous family story of the raccoon being irritable and I was holding it like a big fat baby. Because once it got to be like an adult... Yeah. It was fucking huge and fat Yeah, like It was the fattest chonk cat you've ever seen Yeah, And I was wearing like Of course like little shorts And like a um, halter top Because <laughs> it's like a kid You know you're yeah. running around that Holding the raccoon and everyone's like put it down It's like it needs something's wrong put it down And I was holding it and it diarrheaed all over <laughs> me I just remember like tanki- Taking because it was like the halter top That ties around your neck and around your back oh. And just taking off that little like octagon of fabric or whatever it's called like trapezia fabric yeah and just like taking it off with (laughs) raccoon diarrhea Ew! i was like furious at that raccoon oh like i just remember throwing it to the ground i mean not viciously but dropping it kind of yeah because it diarrheaed on me like fuck fuck roxy (laughs) but it was like a cat like it was just in our fucking house
0: like that is insane that you had a pet raccoon i know it's so trashy that is like that adds like a new dimension. Of but you your know, childhood. if you saw
1: a raccoon in a pet store, you would buy one. They're fucking cute animals. No, I know they are cute. They are cute. But I do remember after that, they were it's a it was illegal. You couldn't get a pet raccoon. So I like got in the window. We had hedgehogs. Oh, those are cute. Uh, then those are illegal
0: in California. We got them oh. from Nevada from a friend. Yeah. She listens to the show, actually. Oh, hey, <laughs> um, Hedgehog but, Helen. <laughs> hey, hed- <laughs> we had two hedgehogs. They had the most old lady Jewish names ever, Phyllis and Golda. <laughs> and they they were they lived in like a terrarium. Like they, I mean, they we took them out and shit. And I would just let them run around my room at night.
1: They're so cute. They're
0: so cute, and they have the softest little bellies. They're nocturnal, and oh. they, um, I mean, they whatever they. Hang out during the daytime too, but like the, at night is when they really come alive.
1: Yeah, it's cute. They were great pets, but wild animals definitely have—they're um, not domesticated. No, so they have these weird, like you were saying, the nocturnal thing. They're right. just running around. Like,
0: yeah, I would let them loose in my room at night, and like I would wake up in the morning and have to like follow the little poop pellets they left all <laughs> over my floor. But like I would just let them run around and shit. Yeah, and then get them and put them back in their terrarium.
1: Okay, let me tell you this conversation I overheard last night at Sprouts. Uh oh. (laughs) Um, Girl Scouts were selling cookies in front of Sprouts, and there was a woman who was a little like different. There was something (laughs) a little off about her. You could just tell she had a vaguely religious thing going on, but also like something else. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate what it was, but this was like a little like a woman you see, and you're like, oh, something's going on there. She started saying to the Girl Scouts, she was like interrogating the Girl Scouts, and she's like, I used to be a Girl Scout. She's like, one time when I was a Girl Scout, we went camping, and um, the police were there protecting us because, well, she was like, well, you know, this man named Richard was on the loose. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was trying to be vague about it, and I was like...
0: What? Is she talking about Richard Ramirez? Yes!
1: And she's like, Richard Ramirez, he was a serial killer. She said this to the Girl Scout, two little Girl Scouts. He was a serial killer. So I'm just like standing behind a column, (laughs) like listening to this. And she kept telling the story, Richard Ramirez, I shouldn't be saying this. He was a serial killer. Do you know what a serial killer was? She said that? And I was like... I was like looking around, like, do you guys hear this? <laughs> What's happening? Like I and I was like doing my best not to interject. Like I was because I had like a million fucking questions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course. So can you imagine these Girl Scouts were camping and the police were surrounding the campgrounds to protect them from Richard Ramirez? That is incredible. So she's like telling these girls this story, and they're like standing there and she says to one of them at some point, Are you one of God's children? And the little girl was like, Yes. <laughs> But I don't think she, I think she just was uncomfortably answering. She's like, come on, girls. Like you got. got, I love this girl power. You guys have to keep uh, doing what you're doing and always work together. And you guys got to keep reading. Like she was just like saying the most insane stuff while she was like looking for her money to buy cookies. And then she's like, and always forget, don't forget to read the number one bestseller. Do you know what that is? It's the Bible. It was just the most bonkers conversation. But I was like, go back to the Richard. Like, I like when she was trying to be like, I'm not going to tell you what is it. His name was Richard. This guy named Richard. And then she was like, he was a serial killer. Yeah, like she was trying to do it like first a little bit more, like not giving all the details. But then she like couldn't resist, I guess. Incredible. Richard. I was like, when she said that it was a man named Richard, I was like, that actually sounds more sinister than the Night Stalker. (laughs) A A man named Richard. They're it, protecting us from a man named Richard.
0: <laughs> that honestly is way scarier than saying so Richard scary. Ramirez.
1: <laughs> Do You ever hear about the man named Richard? Like it was so disturbing. It's so much creepier. I was like dying. I was like, this is the best overheard conversation I've literally ever have experienced. You need
0: to submit that to overheard LA. because that, oh, that
1: overheard LA? Is that a thing?
0: Yeah, that's a thing. Because that is such an LA conversation like, you know, back in the 80s. It Richard was Ramirez. so
1: crazy. Oh a man my God. named Richard I'm Obsessed. <laughs> when she said that I had no idea where she was going oh. and it was just like, This is insane. <laughs> and I honestly wish I could ask follow up questions. I want her on the pod. I know. It was like, yeah. She was like a wild Come on the show. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're listening. (laughs) So, that was like my little story last night. I was in tears, Rachel. I was in
0: tears. Now I just think about their troop leader telling the girls (laughs) this is like a flashback back in the 80s. Like,
1: now there's a man named Richard. Yeah, like.
0: And he wants to murder you.
1: At first, like when she was talking about, I didn't understand what she was saying. And I was like, is she talking about, like, do you remember the Girl Scouts who were murdered in like Oklahoma?
0: it might have been like in
1: the 80s or 70s I can't remember when but there was like a big story about that was a big story like a lot of true crime podcasts have done it and then when she said the Richard thing I was like oh she's talking about here it's a local crime a man named Richard I was like is that his like prison memoir title (laughs) (laughs) like where we get to hear his side of like how it happened you know me as
0: the night stalker as Richard Ramirez but really I'm just a man named Richard
1: I was just a little (laughs) boy named Ricky (laughs) Like it's like I don't know. So it was like this wild dude uh, amazing experience. That's my story. It's such uh, a good story. Any any food topics?
0: Um uh, yeah. Uh it's Brendan's birthday today. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a big birthday. Oh, is he 4-0? He's he's the big 4-0 today. Oh. So I'm taking him to Moza. <gasps>
1: Yeah. I know.
0: And look, I've already looked at the menu ahead of Course. time. Even though I've read that menu probably a hundred times. Right. I but know, they add things. <laughs> I know that menu by heart, but but they do add things sometimes. So they have added a new pizza that's like a pear gorgonzola. Ooh, I like that. And that's like a Brendan food thing. Like he loves like he loves some gorgonzola and pears.
1: That's like a good appetizer pizza.
0: Yeah. So I, I told him like you have to order that yeah. so we can both eat it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. So I'll I'll update you next week about everything that we got.
1: Cool. I don't think I have that much food. You had some fucking milk farm. I saw it. Yeah, but that's everyone's bored with my cheese story. (laughs) 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 Um, I did. There's a new place in my neighborhood. I guess it's kind of Mediterranean. Um, so I'm going to, that was good. I had that yesterday. Yeah. It was like a toast with like a really good tuna salad on it and like roasted tomatoes. I saw that picture. It looked good. It was really good. It looked like a good lunch. It had some like, um, spices on it. Like I want to say like za'atar or something along those lines where it's kind of like a lemony spice. That sounds like za'atar. Uh, yeah, it was really good. And then I noticed that they have a, um, takeout, Delivery only Indian at night and the menu looks really good. So I'm going to order it and I'll give you an update. <laughs> Please. There's no good Indian. I don't find... The one Indian place I liked in LA closed and it's really hard to find good Indian in LA. Yeah. I mean, I know there's like Artesia like south of here, but I, there's not like a great Indian for me. Do you find that to I be have, true?
0: I have a good place that I really like on Melrose that I've been just ordering from Is that the place forever. we ordered
1: from? I think we order from a different place. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying there isn't, but it's not like a food in LA that I think is like everywhere you can get good Indian. Yeah. Like Thai, you can get a ton of good Thai. Yeah. We have great Thai here. Um so I'm excited to try it. If anyone has Indian
0: recommendations for us, we're oh, yeah. all ears.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, that's my food. Nothing too exciting. Uh do you have a reply guy of the week? Well, I I kind of had this thing with marzipan that I talked to Rachel about. Ugh. It's kind of when you ask a question or you say a joke and someone uh, tries to act like you're stupid. I like, fucking hate that. I said something along the lines of like, I would love to buy a jar of the filling that's in an almond croissant. Right. Like, it's obviously a very piggish thought, which I have a lot of those. And some person was like, marzipan? <laughs> like. As if I don't know what marzipan is, first of all. It's insulting. And it's not the thing that's inside of a croissant.
0: Well, first of all, it is insulting to assume that you do not know what marzipan is. I was personally offended on your behalf.
1: Right. I mean, I've even tweeted about marzipan. (laughs) Get get with my record on marzipan. Do some research. Um, And then he tried to backtrack like he really was asking a question, but I don't believe he was. No, he was negging you. Look, I'm getting, I'm in a bad mood this week. So every the, the slightest things will set me off. Uh So that set me off. Like I literally, I don't want to say I like woke up in a cold sweat going, and if I was marzipan, but it was along those lines where every like few hours I'd think of another retort right. that I wanted to say about it. And furthermore, like it was just that kind of thing. And then I did get one this morning that's kind of like, um, okay, so I went to the gas station this morning and I've already decided... That if I'm ever remotely rich, I'm never going to the gas station again and I will pay someone to fuel my car. Really? I hate getting gas. Like, I don't know what it is. It's always annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I never want to do it. Every gas station in LA is like a fucking Trader Joe's parking lot. Right. It's the most annoying experience. Your car can never go in the right way and you have to go around so your gas tank's on the right side. Everyone's going all (laughs) willy-nilly. No one's going the same way. It's fucking irritating. Um, so I went to the gas station today. I'm already irritated because someone took my space and then I had to go around to get my fucking gas tank on the right side. A guy pulls up to me in like a Corvette, a blue Corvette. That's like, I don't know what year it's from. 1988. I'm going to go with. Oh yeah. It's the oldest Corvette vet, vet, vet. And someone pointed out like on the Corvette, it says crossfire injection. Like that's some car thing, I guess. That sounds like a sex move. Oh Cross iron. It's like um, This is the car It's like an old Corvette. wild So he's like He like comes Wait, out of so his car The guy does The guy does And he's like Hello To me oh. I wasn't like that offended But it's kind of like I'm already irritated It's like can I just get gas I already hate this experience I don't This is not a social <laughs> scene for me It's 8 fucking a.m. in the morning <laughs> He's hitting on you at 8 a.m. Yeah, he's sitting on me at 8 a.m. in the morning Or whatever it is Maybe he does that to everything I don't think I'm so special He, so that, I post that and I post the uh, Corvette picture, just like a little ranty thing. And then a guy comments to me, you have red hair and gorgeous lips. I would say that to you riding by on a big wheel. Oh, It's kind of like, I'm not even saying the guy can't say hello to me. I just find the situation irritating. Right. Do you think that, like,
0: do you Mm. think... I don't like that he's trying to explain why the guy did it, because that's not I the don't point. need an explanation. That's
1: not the point of the tweet. Yeah.
0: You, guys will hit on anything. Right. I get it. Like It's not impressive if a guy right. hits on you.
1: So I'm not even bragging or wondering why, and it's like, I would love to see you on a big wheel, sir, 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 <laughs> sir hitting on me. That might actually get my attention. <laughs> it's just kind of like, it was like a way to like, compliment me like it's like oh I have an in like I'm gonna get in here I will say I will give a shout out to um one other shout out I had a reply guy but it was actually a good reply guy um so I retweeted a friend was looking to talk to people who (laughs) have fallen asleep when they're inside of their girlfriend (laughs) sorry oh so I retweeted it to help her find people and uh David Allen Greer, we're kind of Twitter friends. He commented on it and he's like, You just called yourself out, ma'am. <laughs> so I got into this whole thing and some guy was like, Wow, I can't believe Desi you're I can't believe I'm seeing this conversation <gasps> with like well, this is another thing when a reply guy jumps in to uh, a conversation. You're like, I don't care, but like don't bring me into this if you're gonna be all stupid. Yeah. With a comedy legend. And David Allen Greer wrote back, Yes, sir, that's how I, you know, Desi is <laughs> He was acting like it was about me, the comedy legend, and not him. Oh. So it was very cute. And I think he sometimes listens to our show. So if he is, that was very cute, David. And I retweeted it, and I had a bad week. So it was a nice... I retweeted a compliment, finally, just because it was kind of snarky and funny. That's Dave, the only reason David, I did. David, come on the show. Yeah, we should have him on the David, show. David, just come on the show to talk. <laughs> you can talk about whatever. We're big fans. Yeah. So it was like, that was my one good reply guy. I'm considering David Allen Greer a reply guy in this circumstance. <laughs> That's a bold move. <laughs> he's my reply guy, but a good one. Yeah. yeah he's not a reply guy. You no. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm joking. Uh, so yeah, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm literally, my brain is like in a fog and I'm yeah. just rambling. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I don't even know.
0: I don't even, I, I had a viral tweet this week. So I just did not, I just have basically, my, my Twitter is like, it's inoperable right now. I need to mute that tweet. So I stopped getting notifications. Yeah, that's it. Um I'll have a I'll have a really good one for next week. I'm sure I mean look, they're endless.
1: Right. And we have a um bonus episode coming on Patreon. Yes, we do. So we have two this week coming. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. That's it. That's okay. all I got. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot bot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.